The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello. And welcome to episode 242. I hope that you guys are doing marvellously well today. However, if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, as you probably know by now, you can get a free session with me. To get that, you can head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can use my Calendly to book yourself that free session. uh, Or you can send me a message to, to let me know about what you're struggling with. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about sensory motor OCD and the mindset that we need to adopt in order to to deal with it more effectively. Um, This is based on my own experiences, but also from from working with people who struggle with this. Um, So I really hope that you find it helpful. I've really kind of poured my my heart out here into into the things that I think um, can really help you to, to have a better mindset around sensory motor and therefore hopefully to begin to to let it go. If you find the podcast helpful, it would be amazing if you could follow and like on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And if you could also uh, subscribe on your your podcast app of choice, that would be amazing. So many thanks, guys, and I hope that you enjoy. The more that I reflect on my own experiences with sensory motor OCD and the more I work with people who struggle with it, the more I see a similar thread that seems to connect it all together and that is the mindset. When it comes to OCD in general, the mindset is incredibly important but this seems to be magnified in the case of sensory motor. According to Psych Central, sensory motor OCD symptoms are also called somatic, uh, bodily or body-focused symptoms. These symptoms involve a fixation on bodily sensations, which then cause anxiety. Uh, With sensory motor, um, this fixation and the resulting anxiety combine to create a very unhelpful mindset. The unsuspecting struggler against this almost can't help asking the telltale question, Am I always going to be like this? And this results in a a very negative story that we start to tell ourselves about these fixations. Perhaps I'm always going to be thinking about my breath now, or maybe I'm never going to be able to not think about my blinking. It's going to ruin everything and I'm not going to be happy again until I've managed to get rid of this. Does it sound familiar? It certainly does for me, unfortunately. And um, this kind of thinking is obviously very problematic and can lead to all sorts of problems. Uh, Perhaps the worst of these is that we really start to believe the narrative. And left unchecked, we can easily start to create, you know, all sorts of twists and turns 
uh, as the plot thickens and then the more stuck we actually become. It doesn't really matter what the sensory motor theme is. Uh, there are actually so many of them, I'm not going to, to list them here, but the process seems to work in the same way. First, the all or nothing thinking comes on board and tells us you're always going to be stuck with this. The anxiety goes through the roof and then we get stuck in a perpetual battle of trying to not think about it whilst ruminating endlessly. And despite knowing that we shouldn't try and problem solve it, the urge to do just that due to the uh, anxiety as, as it can really be very high it you know it, it can almost feel like we're just not able to disengage almost like a, a game of kind of cat and mouse only the the cat can can never quite catch the mouse and the mouse can never can never quite find a, a hole to hide in you know and and it just goes on and on we go round in circles and it's exhausting so how can we develop a, a mindset to, to help with this unfortunate state of affairs? In my experience, it all starts with actually letting go of perfectionism and bringing a bit more compassion uh, to the experience of having OCD. You may or may not think of yourself as a perfectionist, but if you struggle with this, then it's likely that perfectionism reigns over you in some areas of your life, even if it's not in obvious ways. So why is it that actually we have to be completely unaware of the breath, blinking or any other sensation that you might be struggling with? Why do we believe that we can't be happy until we've actually solved this? Ultimately, it comes down to us wanting to feel that things are just right before we're willing uh, or able to enjoy ourselves. But as you know, um, this just right feeling can be quite hard to come by when we're constantly demanding it to be there. Um, I actually remember um, experiencing something like this as a teenager. A strange mood came over me one day and something that was kind of temporary, like a temporary low mood rather than a depression. But I remember it being very uncomfortable. Now, rather than just getting on and trying to act like normal, despite the low mood, I actually withdrew and decided that, you know, I had to, to get the right feeling uh, back before I could, you know, go and hang out with my friends or do other normal activities. This, though, simply didn't work and the low mood actually persisted for days. And, you know, rather than try to, to get on with things, I just withdrew and waited. Unwittingly, I was actually prolonging this normal change in my emotional state by refusing to just get on and do normal everyday activities. And, you know, I, I believe falsely that the the anxiety or the uncomfortable feeling had to be gone before I could before I could take action. Looking back, this was actually, you know, a kind of precursor to what was to to come with OCD a few years later. There was a stubbornness there, an unwillingness to experience discomfort and uh, a kind of demand for a, for for that discomfort to be gone before I could actually get on with my life. This sometimes subtle and other times not so subtle perfectionism is really the opposite of self-compassion. I think of self-compassion in different ways, but an essential component of it 
is that things don't always have to be right in order for us to get on in our lives. That imperfection is not only allowed, but that actually it's a healthy and normal thing. Uh, Bringing compassion in this way to sensory motor OCD can help us to actually see it from a new perspective. We begin to understand that it has much less to do with the awareness of body sensation and much more to do with a rigid mindset that is holding us back. This mindset might be a relic from your deep past, something that you picked up as a response to to feeling like you needed to prove yourself, uh, to feeling that you perhaps weren't, weren't safe or weren't loved, or perhaps it could come from something else. The important thing in regards to, to, to the OCD is, is not so much where it came from, although, you know, sometimes that can be helpful to explore that, but more how can you start to relate to this urge for perfectionism in a different way moving forward? It involves honest reflection on where this mindset appears in your life and then gently but systematically changing it. For me, actually, what helped has been to to keep uh, consistently asking this question. What can I do today that will make me feel better tomorrow? And consistently not asking the question, what can I do right now to just get rid of this anxiety or this awareness? Um, obviously, when we keep asking that question, you know, we just uh, we just create more resistance and we make everything worse. So when we focus on what will make us feel better tomorrow, we begin to realize that the best thing that we can do, both uh, for ourselves and for the people around us, is to come back into the present moment, despite the fact that we might not be feeling perfect. We know for a fact that ruminating endlessly is not going to make us feel better tomorrow. It's likely to just make us feel uh, a lot worse, you know, and to not only feel anxiety, but to feel guilt and shame and to feel frustrated, you know, at the fact that that we spend so much time in our heads and we're not able to be present, um, you know, to, to be there for the people that we care about or to you know, to do the things that we really enjoy with with the most focus possible. The trick um, is, in my book, to just take action. Don't wait for the awareness uh, or the sensations to be gone before you start living your life. If you do try to do this, then you're likely to be waiting a long time, uh, you know, and, until you're able to do stuff. And trust me, I spent many years stuck in that trap. It's not somewhere that you want to be. See if you can bring compassion into your life by taking action today that will lead to you feeling better tomorrow. This much more helpful and realistic mindset is about giving up on the problem-solving approach that so often typifies the experience of people struggling with sensory motor OCD. There is no limit to the amount of time that you can spend in agony, overthinking. It unfortunately will never bear fruit. It's so much better if you can get back into your life, allow yourself to feel the difficult emotions and to focus on your values. Obviously, exposure can be an important part of the puzzle too, but just adopting this more compassionate, accepting and mindful uh, mindset that we've been discussing today. I really do think it can help you a lot with sensory motor OCD moving forward and hopefully to, to kind of get you back into your into your life again. 
So there we go, guys. Um, I really hope that you uh, found that helpful today. As always, um, you know, if you have any questions, if you want to discuss with me about anything that I've uh, spoken about today, please do uh, feel free to get in touch. And many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.